Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 152 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here today and thanks for tuning into the show. Now guys, just a quick reminder before we start this week's episode about the Vitus First Tracks Enduro Cup round 1 and 2 at Bigwood. It's on Saturday the 22nd to Sunday the 23rd of August, so it's next weekend. Entries close Wednesday the 19th of August, so you've only a number of days to get your name in. Now, the event is full at the minute, um, so if you do enter, your name will be placed on a waiting list. But uh, why not go ahead and do that if you're still keen, and uh, we'll see what will happen near the end of that week. Um, But just remember, it's on 22nd and 23rd of August, even if you want to go and spectate, I'm sure the guys at Vitus would enjoy having you there and having more participation around the trails. Now in today's episode we are chatting with co-founder and director of the newest mountain bike park in the South Island of New Zealand called Bike Glendu. And Bike Glendu is situated in Wanaka, an area of natural beauty and if you check out their website, you'll see what I mean. And it's about one hour's drive from Queenstown. Uh, it sits on the south end of the Glendue Bay. Beautiful, beautiful area. And I first heard about Bike Glendue uh, and the new park there when reading an article in the New Zealand Mountain Biker magazine um, by their creative director, Cam Baker. Now, I had Cam on the show back in episode 140. And I still keep up to date with those guys and what, what's happening there and what they're doing. So when I read Cam's article about Bike Glendu, um, I had to check out their stuff and see what they were about. The article was very good. And when I checked out their website, I just had to reach out and get them on the show. And I think one of the main things that drew me to their story was how environmentally savvy they were. You know, they had a goal of building a bike park that's self-sufficient in everything from how they generate their power to having a positive impact on the land that their park is built on to not printing trail maps, to not using single plastic bottles, coffee cups, none of that. Very, very environmentally friendly. And this was a plan from the very start. So that's what really initially interested me in their park. So I reached out to Claire Dooney, their marketing manager, And Claire, I hope I'm pronouncing your surname correctly there. Forgive me if not. And she was kind enough to set up a chat with John Wilson, the founder and director of the park. So we chat to John about the park, how it started. And it's a a very, very cool story about how the park started. And we get into, you know, the environmental side of things, what they're doing there, what they had planned from the very beginning, what the trails are like, what you can expect if you're visiting that area. And just everything that goes behind running a park, their facilities, their future plans, all that kind of good stuff. It's a really good chat, and John and the guys there are doing things really, really well. They seem to have a really good solid team set up, and um, it's just great to hear stories like this that get people smiling on the trails and also do not damage the land that these trails are on. And if anything, by planting loads of trees, which the guys are doing, etc., etc., they're making the area even better. So, without further ado, let's get John on the podcast and let's hear more about Bike Glendu and what's going on there in his area. 
Hey John, welcome to the MTB Trade Podcast. How's things this evening in New Zealand? Really great, thanks Gareth, and you know, thank you for inviting me on to your podcast. You are more than welcome, sir. You're more than welcome. And um, it was actually off the back of a article that Cam Baker done in the New Zealand mountain bike magazine. I had Cam back on episode 140, I think it was, and I seen his article and I read into your what you guys were doing there and, and your outlook for the environmental stuff and all, and I got really interested. And uh, I reached out to Claire. Um, Claire's your marketing manager, is that right? Yeah, that's the title we're giving her at the moment, but she's um, been my saviour. She's helped keep me sane through this whole project, so big shout out to Claire. Yeah, brilliant. And you've got a really good story there about how the uh, Glendoo Bike Park actually got going and how you guys get set up, um, and I'm quite keen to get into that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how it came to start, how the bike park came to start? Yeah, well, it really started with, um, I suppose I was having a midlife crisis and, and my wife needed to move to Wanaka for her business. So I, I quit my job and um, came up here. And after sitting behind a desk for 31 years, I was very fortunate. I had a friend who was running a mountain biking business here and um, he needed someone to help him guiding. So... Mm-hmm. I started off my time in Wanaka as a helibike guide for Bike Wanaka. Wow. That's really what got me into the biking scene in Wanaka. So it wasn't a bad bad gig, really, um, as far as that's concerned. And it became obvious that we just needed more places to ride. Um, We didn't have a lot here in Wanaka compared with Queenstown and some of the other places close by, and also accessible places to ride, and, you know, places that people wanted to see with a good view, um, access to them wasn't it. It really started from that and just having a look around and see what was available. Um, mm-hmm. And by chance, I was out at Glendu Bay, um, and thought this is a pretty good spot. Um, went and knocked on the door of a landowner and started chatting to him and asking if we could just have access up one of his farm tracks. To, 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 to luckily, he was receptive to that idea and experiment there, test run to see if it was going to work, and um, slowly started talking and going from. Wow, it's it's pretty amazing. And he was just the farmer. He was the owner of the land, right? Yeah, John and Emily owned the land, and um, it's they they were looking for ways um, to sustainably farm their land. They'd been organic farming for I think about ten years at the time we met. So it was four years, ten, ten years at the time, and they were looking for opportunities to um, diversify and they had to be sustainable and look after the environment and protect their asset for the future generations. Yeah, that's cool. So was he into mountain biking or anything, John, or what made him think of mountain biking? Or was it just simply you knocking on his door? 
Um, well, initially it was me knocking on his door. He he, he was pretty quiet about his his, his biking. And uh, initially, John um, has been into sports and did the rugby things, etc. And then got into multi sports and was very keen on health and well being. So definitely fitness um, very much there. But he was more a road biker when I um, first met him. He's 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 fast converted to mountain. <laughs> Uh, a mountain bike park, which is really cool. But um, he, um, in one of his concepts that he shared with me um, after several meetings and me pestering him, he had actually had visions of having mountain bikers and opening up his land for mountain bike tracks. So it was just one of those, I suppose, if we're talking the luck of the Irish, it was the four-leaf clover moment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty crazy how things happen, you know, and uh, when you're when you're not expecting them. Uh, now, you're on you're on the South Island there. And anybody that knows anything about New Zealand will know the South Island's kind of a, a uh, you know, one of these kind of extreme sports mechas. Uh, you've got everything there, you know, uh, you snowboarding, cliff jumping, bungee jumping all base jump and all this kind of stuff goes on there um and there's a few good well there's a lot of good trails there right like skyline and stuff like that did you go and ride any of those trails see what that was like in preparation for what you were going to do at glendu um i i certainly been riding those trails the, the the great thing about having you know the skyline and close to home we've got uh Cadrona, uh, mountain bike park they um the corona ski field operates their summer um biking so what what there was an opportunity for to expand the market further and we complement those so it's it's just really more riding different style of riding um it, it's more enduro cross-country riding than pure downhill um, so it's just expanding the market there, Gareth. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I must say, looking at your website and uh, the images and stuff there, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's just exactly what you would expect from New Zealand. looks Looks amazing. When you first approached John uh, and got going, what was the process like then? Because taking stuff like this from an idea to an actual working bike park is a long, long process. When did you actually meet and start chatting about this kind of thing? It's really interesting, and and probably in hindsight, you you, you may not have started the process if you knew how long it was going to be. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I had visions of us being up and running in 12 months, so four four years later we got there. Wow. Wow. Interesting journey, and it's been... Um, you know, you talk about luck. It, it's it's really just been fantastic. The the amount of people that have helped along the way, and you know, I, I could just name literally dozens of people that I've just been fortunate enough to meet, and either in the local biking community or local community. Um, you know, the McRae's initially too. The the the, the, the resource consent process that we had to go through um the first planner i took the idea to decided that he didn't even want to touch it because of the area had outstanding natural landscape stamped all over it Mm -hmm. but we um 
and with John's support and encouragement, um, you, you know, we were wanting to look after the land, so we only wanted to do good things with it. So we teamed up with Very Good Planner and um, started the, the, the process, and it took us about 18 months to get a consent. Um, and, you know, a lot of that is around we have um, uh, ecology management um, plan that we have to build our trails to. Um, we have to look after the environment. We have to, you know, do extra planting, and so they complement each other. Yeah, for sure. And getting that concept going and stuff. So that's just a lot of emailing your local councils and things like that. Is it just to get the permission to be able to do something like this? Um, it, it's a lot of reporting and assessments. Um, emails is probably a, a small part of it. You do have an email trail, but there's a lot of um, actually on-site work involved, um, a lot of um, research into options and what best and what works and how we could do it. And, and I'm sure, John, this costs money to do, right? So at this stage, I'm sure you were having to you know, put across a lot of money there to get this thing rolling. Um, did you realise it would be like that? Or, you know, was it a scary moment for you doing that? <laughs> you, you asked two questions there, and I think, <laughs> did you realise that? The answer to that's probably no, and was it a scary moment? The answer is probably yes. Um, <laughs> but again, we, we, we believe in, in a system, we um, in a process that we knew we had to go through, um, and we were prepared to commit uh, a certain amount. And it was like one of those things. I, I, I think you um, have an estimate, you double it um, both in time and 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 and. and cost and then you're somewhere close to where you're going to end up. That seems to be the case in a lot of these things. You just, whatever you think it's going to be, you double it, unfortunately. We, we were very, um, uh, every time we were having doubts or, or um, hit um, obstacles that we, I would just go out to Glen Do either by myself and sit on top of the hill or go and have a talk to John and just, you know, reassess what we we're trying to do. And, and it was just, yeah, what, what we wanted to achieve and what we could achieve was just the driving factor behind it. Yeah, and you mentioned you were sitting behind a desk for 30 years. So what was your experience in this kind of thing? Had you done anything like this before? Uh, I'd ridden a mountain bike, and that was about it. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, the, the, the reality of us is that none of the team knew anything about uh, running a mountain bike park. So I'm just so um, proud of everybody, how they've come together and we've learned and everybody's stuck in, um, you know, got stuck in and done the extra bits. And, yeah, and it's, 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 it's shaping up really well. Yeah, cool. So what was your background, John, before this, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I, I was a financial advisor, and uh, I, I, I was advising people how to um, save their money, not not take the risk. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing, and you, you go to do something like that. Um, well, I suppose it was good to have you there with that background, in all fairness, but I'm sure you looked at the stuff you were doing at times and thinking, you know, I wouldn't advise a client to be doing this. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, so when you guys got to go ahead and everything came together, and we'll chat about the trails and that in a wee bit, but um, when did you actually open to the public then? 
Um, well, I, I, I think it's something that bike parks have to go through. We, were, we had our initiation. Um, we were hoping to open in December last year, and then we had weather events and we had floods, one in 40-year floods. What? Delayed that and, and caused us sort of track damage. But the, the good thing about that is we were, you know, very quickly able to see the drainage that we put in and where we needed more drainage. So we, we've 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 got that pretty covered. So that's good. And then we just got open, and then we had um, what everybody knows is, is, is affected everybody is COVID. Mm-hmm. So. We were shut down. I think we we I, I sum it up by saying we were planning to be open 275 days our first year, and we got 76. So we wow. were we bit short. Um, but you know, Christchurch Bike Park here had 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 fires, and Medina had fires. So so I think it's yeah, the, the good good park good bike parks have a, have an initiation that they go through, and we've certainly had ours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I suppose that was quite disappointing with the whole COVID thing. Um, and you guys done very well in New Zealand. Uh, I know you just handled it really, really well there. Um, when you reopen, I take it you're hoping to reopen end of this month or something? Yeah, we're reopening end of this month. Um, we did actually get to open for three, almost four weeks after we came out of our lockdown, and that was really good. Um, we got a lot of support, um, and numbers were good. The, the, the people were looking for activities after being um, mm. locked down, and we've got, you know, part of what we've got there is the base facilities. And it was just, yeah, really encouraging to see happy faces, um, you know, having a great bike ride and then coming down and be able to chat about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, over here in uh, the UK and Ireland and stuff, um, we have seen a massive, a massive growth in people riding bikes and people getting into mountain biking. Have you seen that off the back of COVID there with yourselves? Oh, definitely, and it was it was obvious, you know, e- e- even through um, the, the lockdown, we, we were allowed to get out and exercise, and and it was it was quite pleasant because there weren't cars on the street, so mm-hmm. it was a great time to get out and um, reconnect with your bike or, or connect if you hadn't before, and um, it certainly continued. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. I know, I know the bike parks here have been open a little while now. Um, and you're obviously kind of still in your winter there, so that's the main reason you're not open, I would say, at the minute. But the bike parks have, you know, seen a lot of people, a lot of increase in users. So it's, it's really good to see. When you reopen, do you think you'll have to put restrictions on numbers or anything like that? Um, look, it, it, that would be a great way to be. Look, we, we are in winter here. We're... Um, Albeit uh, the, the skiers um, won't be thinking that it's, it's a wee bit mild here, which is great for drying out our bike tracks, not mm-hmm. so good for the skiers. But we're hoping to open the last weekend in August, so getting very close. Um, we, uh, I don't believe numbers will be a problem until the height of summer. Um, we are a summer holiday destination, and with the, the, the restrictions and border restrictions, you know, I believe there will be a lot of the, the summer holiday period will be very busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Our 
factor isn't so much the trails or the space. It'll be things like car parking and, and, and handling that side of it. Um, so we and, and we also want to ensure uh, we don't detract from the experience, but we can comfortably handle um, you know large numbers out on the track. The trails are spread over a thousand hectares. Yeah, so very good. So there's once people get from the main area and get spread out across the mountain, it's it's going to be easy to kind of measure from there. Correct, and you, you know, there's quite a few people out on the hill, and you you don't um, see anybody until you get to a meeting point, and you can ever catch up and then disappear again. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, what size of team do you have there, John? Uh, we're running a pretty small team. Um, we've got a team of uh, approximately twelve. Um, you know, managing director and uh, ops manager and two IC. Uh, running running the day-to-day stuff and, and we've got a workshop um, head, uh, person there running that side of it with the rentals and workshop and then we have um, you know, staff filling in the other jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing to me, you know, the size of these parks and stuff and everybody seems to operate in quite a small team, which is amazing because there's so much to do and, and so much, you know, to me, it just seems it would be very hard to manage. Um, but, yeah, you seem to do it all very, very well. Um, let's chat a little bit about your environmental outlook because that was something that really interested me and in the way you guys went about that. And you initially looked at it from that side of things and, you know, preserving the natural landscape and stuff like that. And you plant trees you don't print single-use trail maps, uh, you don't sell single-use bottles or cups of coffee or anything like that. So you're very, very environmentally friendly. Was that because of the area you were in or was that because yourself and John were very, very interested and wanted to do the thing properly from the start? I think it is a combination of um, both. The... Uh, you know, McRae's John and Emily and family have, have very much had that ethos, um, and everybody else that got involved in the project did. Um, and it was when you're dealing with a piece of land that isn't classified by the council as outstanding natural landscape, you've got to be very careful what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we and, and and you know this did start with the McRae's. Um, and how we were able to get um, involved, A, to preserve the land and, and, and after it, but also if you do that, there's no point in it if you can't share it. So they wanted to share that. So um, they enabled us to come on board and we can help everybody achieve their vision and, and um, we can um, get other people on board and do more planting solar pad so we're 100% off the um, we're working on trying to understand you know our carbon emissions from vehicles Claire one of her jobs at the moment she's doing quite a bit of uh, work around with social enterprise New Zealand on how to accurate and forecast emissions so we can offset them. It's pretty amazing that you know, you're looking at it like that. I don't really know of any other trail centre that does it like that. Is there anywhere else in New Zealand doing stuff like that? Um, 
look, they're, they're all slightly different and there's nobody one the same. I mean, you've, you've got places that don't charge you to ride and they charge you for an uplift and you've got a few parks like us that are, you know, charging to, to, to ride and haven't got an uplift. Um, and, and there's, you know, places that have been gifted to mountain bike clubs to look after, except like the, the gourds and things like that in Nelson. So, yeah, everybody's running a slightly different model. But, look, I, I think in general um, people like getting out in the outdoors and, and, and they do like looking after it. Yeah, I think it's great. It goes hand in hand with what you're doing there. You know, you protect, you, you need the environment to enjoy what you're doing, so you should look after and protect it. And you guys are going over and aboard doing that. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's great to see as well. Um, and I hope some, you know, I hope some new parks and stuff look at yourselves, look at the other parks and what they're doing right and try to implement that into their design because parks are growing everywhere, right? That You know, it's getting really busy. Yeah, it is getting busy, and, and look, the, the market's growing, and there's certainly a, a, a need um, for, for more riding, and I, I see the area here, and, and, you know, to be able to come to uh, this area for a week and, and, you know, ride Air Park and ride Cadrona and, you know, go over the hill to Queenstown and, you know, do, do the skyline, do all those sorts of things, and go down to Alex, and, which is, you know, an hour away, and a different sort of riding there it makes for a pretty good holiday yeah for sure <laughs> sounds amazing <laughs> sounds awesome um so let's chat a little bit about the trails then john so initially you've got professional trail builders and i i would think to, to to design the trails who did you chat to there did was it a one-hit wonder or did you have to go through a range of people to get somebody to come on board and do that for you well, um, it would be interesting if you're asking me or asking the, the person we got to, to come in. Um, I spent a lot of time out on the hill and had a rough idea where things could, I thought, could work, and coming from a place of not knowing anything about building trails. Um, I knew um, of a trail builder in Queenstown who I had an experience with a small trail I'd been involved in several years ago and um, one of the people, Alex, and I'll, I'll mention his name because he may be listening, um, but he you know, came up with a few guys so I decided very on that he, he, he was the one and, and I just kept pestering him and pestering him and guy with a silly dream and go away and I got him over um to, to visit the site one day and yeah he that that was the turning point he, he he got it straight away from that point and we'd gone through our consenting process and he he knew that we were really serious about it um and we we're lucky there was Tom Hay um from Elevate Trail Building just over the hill in Queenstown yeah amazing and how did he find the landscape? Was it when he came up with initial designs? Did you guys all look at that and think, "Yeah, awesome"? You know, did you get any rider feedback, anything like that? Um, no, it was a wee bit more organic than that, and it was a the thing. It was a case of um, we build it, they'll come sort of scenario. Um, mm. Probably three of the physically three of the hardest days I've ever had in my life was the days that. Um, 
we went looking for where we could put the trails with Tom, and Tom had the view if we could ride a motorbike there, we could put a motor, uh, mountain bike track there, and some of the places we went on motorbikes, I don't think we should have. So, <laughs> <laughs> But um, it, it, it was important what, what I was trying to achieve, and, and, and it's been very – uh, Tom's been very good as he's got a good vision of looking, listening to what we want, looking at the lay of the land and getting it to, to, to work. And what, what I wanted or what we wanted was to have the ability to have a network that we could mm -hmm. add to and yes. wouldn't run into a problem. Oh, we can't do that because we put that there last time. So it's, it's like we've got the blueprint for the expansion and just fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's quite important that I know um, from chatting to other trail builders and stuff that yes, it's you know to to be able to do these second and third phases is very important to a park. And riders obviously like to see new trails and like to see things changed and stuff like that. Um, have you expanded or changed anything since your initial concept then? Um, look, we we are, and and look, just you know, part of that. I think one of the challenges of the initial concept is the sheer amount of kilometres to have completed all at one time. And I think that was an interesting challenge that, you know, to, to open with 30 kilometres of track, it takes quite a while to build 30 kilometres of track and you need yeah. manpower. Um, and while Tom and Elevate and his team were the um, main contracts on the job, they, they worked in partnership with a group of local boys, Dirt Dynamics here in Wanaka, who were able to uh, utilise and you know, it's been fantastic to bring them on. I think at one stage we had eight diggers and um, ten guys out there all trying to build trails to a deadline. So it was pretty um, intense stuff. But, you know, we, we've, even though we had a short season, we wanted to keep going. We, we, we've um, improved a couple of the tracks and we've added a couple of um, new ones that, um, you know, based on feedback and based on where we thought and just get more user-friendly riding in certain parts of the hill. It's amazing to see your trail network looks looks very very good indeed. Um, do you have like full time team looking after the trails when when you're open? Um, look, we we rely on um, and that, that small team of staff that that we talked about, and mm -hmm. you know I, I don't think they necessarily signed up for so much trail maintenance, but you know, <laughs> after floods that you know and the park shut and and you're employing them, they they yeah they. Um, all chip in. Um, we've got a, a good um, uh, skill level with with our own staff, and then we contract the Dirt Dynamics and Elevate in to um, you know help with that maintenance as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's good. It's great to have guys like that uh, that you can outsource and, and bring in and help that have all the machinery and everything because you can't do everything. Well, you can't do everything, and, and, and also, you know, those guys have a have a you know a good skill set, and you know, if we're wanting world class trail done properly. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about your trail network then, and what kind of people can expect to find? 
Yeah, well, look, we're, we're trying to um, cater for as many riders as possible, and that's that's one of the you know our, our visions. Well-built flow trails, we can get you know a larger group of numbers can have same trail with different riding abilities. We want to cater right from the family members, and we've got uh, our, our midpoint view, which is halfway up. Um, the we our base is at about 300 metres, and the top of the hill is 750 metres. So um, the spot sits in between that. It's a, a, an achievable spot for a family, and there's about a 10k green loop to achieve that. And from that jack spot, we have one of our main tracks, the, the hair time, which is our jump line with a whole range of features, and that's the one that um, uh, it, it, it shows up in a lot of the, the posts and stuff of the, the guys and girls going down there um, with the view in the background. And um, from there, <coughs> there's about four different options, and then if you want to go higher up the hill, climb up and over the back, it's the, the full loop to Jack's, sorry, from, to Falcon's, is about 20 copies by the time you get back to base. Involves a bit of a, a pedal up, but um, in typical Tom design fashion, there's some reward in between just to keep you interested so it's not all climbing. That was one thing I know you looked at from the start was to build your trails with a, a wide skill range in mind. And how important is that to a trail centre like yourselves to get families involved? Um, well, for us, it's very important because um, we're all about, you know, the community and getting people started and, mm. and um, health and well-being. And you know, we've we, you know, if you've got the facilities there, you can put the schools areas in. You can, you know, put in coaching and 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 help with that that growth of the you know the next generation. Um, and and it is. It's, you know, one of the, the things that puts a smile on all the staff's face out there is that, you know, you see the families coming out and enjoying themselves, mum, dad and the kids. And um, having the CAF facility there, um, you know, you quite often see mum or dad looking after the, the even small children there um, while the other one's out having a ride. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see. We're, we have definitely seen more families out in the trails since the COVID thing, people getting involved. And my local trail here is called Garva Forest. And I was up there last Sunday and I've never, it's just purposely built quite recently, about eight or nine months ago. And I've never seen it as busy. It was really good to see a lot of people out, a lot of young kids out and a lot of girls out as well. Um, really good to see. And I think the industry needs that and the, the bike centres need that. Are you seeing younger people coming to your centre? Have you been noticing something like that? Oh, look, definitely. I mean, we haven't been open that long, to, to, but it's, 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 mm. there's huge numbers of um, uh, children out there, young people, and they're good riders too. And, um, uh, you know, it, I've seen... Um, you know, three and four year olds um, getting towed on some of the uphills and then coming down the, the flow trails. It's, it's 
incredible. So you can imagine what they're going to be like by the time they're 10. So. I know you have no uplift there. Um, so guys got to pedal up. Was that something you thought about an uplift service or is it going to be in the future maybe? The terrain, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, and what you're dealing with and there's all, all, always a cost, a capital cost in providing uplift facilities. Um, we are, you know, growing and expanding and we are looking at running some shuttle services this season mm-hmm. um, we're going to um, be running them for the for, for guys that want and girls that want to do the jump line um, we're going to be um, running uh, falcon's nest the top so people can potentially have a um, sunrise experience or, or get a extra run-in so we're going to try that and we're going to run um for families we'll, we'll with with young kids will because we know they can get down um we'll look at running um some van shuttles up to the midway point of jack spot just mm-hmm. to you know, see see how that goes yeah very good very good the pedaling up thing's quite good i think as well uh that that you know you can do that because I think it's cool to ride up. If you're there with a group of buddies, you can ride all ride up together, and then at the top you can you can split off, go go whatever way you want, and then you can all meet up at the bottom again and tell your woo stories to how you nearly dialed it here and how you crashed here, and <laughs> it's quite good and it makes a real good day of it. What's your rider feedback been like with stuff like that and with how the trails work? Look, that that's definitely um, uh, what you know. A lot of the feedbacks were like it, it's because the the trails are built um, at a gradient that that, that you can pedal up, um, and you know there's there isn't you know if guys are people are looking for pedaling opportunities there's, there's nowhere else really like that where you're not on a ski field road or a road where you can actually get a climb and and, and, mm-hmm. and you know enjoy it um e-bikes certainly have have changed that as well um there's the you know that, that completely changes the the the, the, the climb um, that that's that's uh, you know, been a very popular option for people that haven't been quite as keen to do the um, old-fashioned little up yeah yeah the e-bikes is changing things for sure um i see you're you're renting out white bikes yeah it's um interesting you know our key partners um here have been mons royale and white bikes and you know the the new zealand importer for white bikes is actually based in wanaka so you know we've been you know um happy to support um our community and um you know they're a good bunch of people to work with as well so it's it's and i have one myself it's a a good bike to ride yeah no white's lovely uk brand and um yeah they do some lovely stuff man Their, their, their gear looks amazing yeah you know the I, I'm running one of their e-bikes, and and look, it's, it, it is all about fun, as far as I'm concerned. And that, you know, if you want to work out, you can dial it down. But if you want to get an extra lap, and you, you 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 can. So and it just handles so well. So, do you see um, the e-bike thing? Do you see that that kind of bike bringing a different clientele to the park? Do you think that's going to happen in the near future? 
Oh, it already has, Gareth. It, um, it, 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 what it does is it enables um, a different skill level to get to those viewpoints. And, and when you're building your trails, you've got to be mindful of that because you've, you've also got to get them back down again safely. Um, so it basically opens the market up for anybody that, that, that can, can ride a bike to, to get anywhere. Yeah, I think they're I think they're a great thing to be honest, um, and just for so many different reasons. But I, I think they're great, and I think they're great to have a, a park like your own there, and it, it just allows people to have fun at the end of the day, right? Oh, definitely allows them to have fun, and it gets them out there where it wouldn't normally as well. So, from a health and well-being point of view, it, it is just you know it, it, it's easier for them people to get off the couch and outside if there's an e-bike there um than an ordinary bike yeah yeah for sure um and you rent you rent hardtail bikes you rent full suspension bikes as well and you do that for a half day and a full day kind of thing as well so you have all the facilities there to do that now for the guys that are going there john that are wanting to have big gaps and do pretty big stuff have you got those kind of trails there as well um we, we actually haven't got any gap jumps for, for the big gaps, but what we've got is, and it's a sort of, it's been built uh, again with um, a, a wide audience um, in mind, uh, all, all the, the jump line, which has about 70 features on it, um, has, uh, they're all tabletops, but again, you can um, take them big or small. So different riders of different abilities ride them differently. Yeah, that's great because what always scares me about parks and stuff like that is if you come and you haven't read it before and you can't memorize all these jumps, right, when you've gone down a couple of times or three times or whatever, you're not going to be surprised by a gap below you all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, we're hearing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the tabletop thing's a really good option, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And and look, it's like everything, because um, everybody has different abilities. And, and 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 you say you go to a new park, that that's right. And you know, you 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 um, your first, you 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 look your first lap, and 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 then you can do more. Your second and your third one, you can you you can let loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. It just means you're not going to be caught out. You might you might land flat a few times, but other than that, sure you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so, what about facilities there, John? You, you chatted a wee bit about it. You're all solar panelled up and stuff like that. But what facilities have you there for people visiting? Okay, well, look, we've got um, sort of like a natural amphitheatre. We come off the road, drop down into beautiful um, sheltered area we've got a car park um leading into um ticketing and retail where you can sign in and short a few bits last minute bits and pieces we've got uh, limited supplies there uh, of some of the mons products or uh, safety gear and um, there's toilets and then we've got a cafe and we're very excited. We've um, it didn't come through in time for our first season, but we've you know we have got a liquor license, so mm. you know you, you do have the ability to be able to go for a ride and actually have a beer when you're telling those stories that you talked about and the near misses and things. <laughs> so um, 
pretty exciting for this coming season. And Velo, running the calf there, just doing a fantastic job. They've got um, beautiful coffee and, 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 and food. Um, so they're doing amazing there. Um, we we, we um, restrict them a wee bit because of the, the solar, um, but um, it's, it's, it, you know, it's just a credit to them what they can turn out um, in the, in, in, as an off-the-grid off the cafe. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little area um, where the workshop is. If you've got a breakdown or something, you know, they can fix that for you, get you running, get you back out there. And then we've created a nice atmosphere with a mini pump park for the, the wee kids. We've got a sand pit there. We've got um, shade sails up in the grass area where you can sort of sit around and chat and hang out. Yeah, very cool, man. Very cool. And I know the cafe and stuff use all recyclable materials and stuff like that, which is, you know, eco-friendly food packaging and things, which is absolutely cool. Very good. Yeah, again, we're very lucky, a local partner, um, and they run another business in town, and, and, and that was their ethos, and it was, yeah, it was, it was just fitted nicely with what we're doing, so um, it was great. There, you know, we've been composting on site, and um, one of the things that will be up and running this uh, year, too, is there'll be some uh, small gardens out there where they'll be able to get um, some of the produce from as well. Wow. Wow. Very cool. Excellent. Um, now, John, as far as people going to visit, do they need to book in or anything like that? Or can they just show up and, and purchase a ticket on the day? Um, well, look, they can just show up and purchase a ticket on the day. But look, we, we do. It, it is um, better if you can go online and, and, and pre-book, um, particularly if you're, you're wanting one of the e-bikes and stuff like that, because they, they do book out. Mm-hmm. Uh and um, just just from uh, the experience of when you get out there and, and if, if you've gone online and done your waivers and got your tickets, it's, it's a simple process of, and you're out riding quicker. So, um, but if there's a bit of a bottleneck there, we'll just go to the cafe and have a coffee, coffee and, and, and then, then you'll be fine. Yeah. And tell me, just as a point of interest, do you need to legally get guys to wear full-faced helmets there? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think now in the parks here, I think for insurance reasons, you have to wear a full face helmet. I think in most of them, to be honest. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure in that, but. You know, we uh, health and safety is a big thing for us, and and we run through a proper program and have uh, have, have um, registers and are audited and things like that. So um, certainly, uh, we have a first full first response um, set up, and you know, all our staff are pre-hospital trained. Um, so in the event of accidents or something like that, yeah, we're we're hopefully well equipped to. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about the community you have there. And I read on your website stuff about Base Three Three Four. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, Base Three Three Four came about. That that was the original um, uh, station name. So the McRae's uh, kindly let us use that and just linked in nicely. Um, Glendo itself is about. Um, 15, 10 to 15 minutes from uh, Wanaka and it's sort of a gateway to um, uh, some uh, adventure activities. There's, there's a camping ground out there 
Um, it's basically a farming community with, with several um, larger farms, and but there's a camping ground that um, is very popular over the, the summer, and Friendly Bay is a sheltered bay where they do a lot of boating, a lot of activities, there's rock climbing, um, there's a waterfall climb uh, there, wild wire, very popular activity, and then you've got the um, uh, Matuki uh, River there as well, and they do jet boating up that and canyoning. So there's yeah, there's a lot happening out in the area. Wow, wow! It's, it is the extreme capital of the world, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're, 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 I don't know whether extreme, extreme, but the venture, venturesome. So it's yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of a lot of adventure activities. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, sounds amazing. Um, so let's chat a little bit about the future, John, and what you guys have kind of got going there. Have you ever thought of running kind of race events or anything like that there? Yeah, look, we're looking at doing more events. Um, the community wants more events, so we, we've been talking to local um, uh, bike clubs, both here in Wanaka and Queenstown, and 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 um, Cadrona Bike Park about starting some events um you know we we want to add to it there's some you know there's some good events already um and if we can work in and work around that that's great um one of the things that challenge wanaka which is a multi-sport event half ironman a number of years chosen to move out of town and base themselves out at glendu and run their event um out of so we'll have runners track. Yeah, wow, it's interesting. Um, yeah. we, do, we do night riding, which is something that is, um, you know, which was very popular. You sort of uh, early in this season um, before daylight saving, there's opportunity, or at the end of the season, there's, there's, there's the opportunity as well. So it's quite popular. So it's a lot of fun being able to uh, just add another experience. Yeah, it's for sure. It changes trails completely once you do it under the power light. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's great. It's like a different trail you're riding, really. Totally, I, and I, I I think it makes you sometimes a better rider because you can't see all the the the, the, the bumps that you, you that you worry about, so you just ride over them. So <laughs> just let the bike do what it's designed for. <laughs> yeah. Class. Uh, now I know it's early days for you there and stuff, but. Have you seen any bikers visiting from other areas or international visitors or anything like that yet? Oh, look, we did definitely. And, and um, you know, just we've been sort of um, sort of humbled by the support and that that we've had and through connections, you know, because it's such a beautiful backdrop to the shoot. We've had Brandon Schumannack shoot. Um, wow. We've had Peter Kaiser was here with um, Mons Royale. Um, we had um, Sam Blinkenstop do a very good um, shootout here. Casey Brown, so it's mm. been pretty incredible um, of that level of rider. And but a lot of early on Australians, um, Americans, and, and and Europeans. So yeah, it's um, at the moment it's a wee bit more challenging with borders shut, but. Um, yeah, hopefully one day. Yeah. Isn't it amazing what a park like your, yourselves there 
can do and the people it attracts. Like, I'm sure the surrounding areas and your local areas there must be really thankful for people staying and spending money in bars and restaurants and B&Bs and things like that. Do, do you get any feedback about that kind of thing? Look, again, it's, it's, it's early days, but, you know, we have been really humbled and encouraged by the community support um, and how it's been picked up locally and, and, and received locally. And, and, yes, that's certainly, the you know, we're, we're, we're getting a lot of positive comments and feedback, so that's really cool. Is it more interesting, John, doing what you're doing now or being a financial advisor? definitely more interested in doing what I'm doing now Uh, I I think someone summed it up for me when I asked them if they had missing their 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 past job and they said they 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 miss it like a like a migraine headache so (laughs) (laughs) what uh, what's your favorite thing about running a mountain bike adventure park there what do you what do you enjoy about it the most um, look, I, I honestly enjoy seeing the people out there enjoying it because that you know at the end of the day when John and I you know were having those initial conversations we we, we knew the beauty in it and we could see the beauty in it and just being able to share that with um, others is is what it was all about. Yeah, it does something for the old soul when you see somebody coming down the down the mountain with smile on their face, huh? I've just about got a tear in my eye while I'm talking to you about it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Do you get much chance to get out in the trails yourself? Um, look, I, I, I do, and and I um, I like to put um, my um, bike lendu staff hat on and just be one of the team and, and let, let them tell me what to do and just fill in the odd shift here and there if I can. And um, and then it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's just a, it's a good atmosphere out there, so I, I enjoy it. Yeah, brilliant, man, brilliant. Have you anything else planned for the near future? I know you're maybe talking about lessons and coaching and stuff like that. Yeah, look, personally, that's one thing I want to see develop, and it's interesting um, that there's, there's a wee bit of a psyche there that you'll go for a ski lesson, but like ride a bike. But you know, we're slowly getting the word out there. I know I had a lesson last year, and you know, it just improves your riding. And again, it's all about fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, we 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 can always improve. And um, I'd, I'd love to develop that. We've got a couple of exciting things happening that are going to be launched on social media with with um, new track um, coming up. So keep an eye out for that on social media. That'll be getting launched in the next week, ten days. So wow, cool. cool. So yeah, there's plenty happening. Yeah, yeah, there always is. There's always more you can be doing, isn't there? There's always stuff you want to you want to do and you want to expand, and the brain never stops, huh? Yeah, that's right. And we've got, you know, there was an area for pump track, um, the schools area to develop further. We've got a small schools area there. Um, you know, definitely want to um, get, uh, you know, more family tracks and more technical tracks as well. So we, we, we've, we've got consent for, you know, 50 kilometres. So we've got a wee bit to, 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 to do yet. So that's great. Yeah, happy days, happy days. So, John, before I let you go, how can people best get in contact and kind of keep up to date with what's happening there? 
Um, well, look, we've got a crew, um, Claire and a crew, doing a great job with social media. So Instagram and, and, and Facebook and the website are the, are the, are the best places. And yeah, just follow us on Instagram and, and you'll be up to date. Yeah. Claire says there's more to go on the website, a lot more stuff to go on there, which is amazing because the website looks amazing. The website's really good. Um, so that'll be interesting to see all that stuff. So Claire's certainly got her got her vision set well well down the line um so good stuff um yeah, but- no, the team have done a really good job you know clear clear leading that and, and, and her support and staff it's it's been great yeah good stuff good stuff well listen john thanks so much for coming on it's been a blast chatting to you and i hope everything goes well for your your summer season now really in 2020 um and the old COVID thing doesn't affect just too much, but you've got a beautiful facility there, and uh, it sounds it sounds amazing. Um, so good luck for the rest of your season there, and I hope everything goes well for you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on, and you know, thank you listeners for for tuning in. And yeah, we look forward to having you and um, everybody over here when you can. Yeah, we'll try and get some UK and some Irish guys over to you. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The Irish guys will be happy that you've got a you, you've got a liquor license. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just give us a bit of warning. We'll get some extra supplies in for them. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. John, thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening there. Appreciate it. Not a problem. That's a wrap for episode 152. I hope you enjoyed that, folks, and I hope you enjoyed what the Bike Glendu guys are doing as far as the environmental stance goes and everything else. I think it's amazing that they planned that from the beginning and implemented it from day one. And uh, the park seems amazing. That whole area there seems amazing, and I hope it has made you put Bike Glendu on your bucket list and all the other great bike parks out around that area is really a mega for that kind of thing so i hope you enjoyed it now john thanks so much for coming on the podcast it was great to chat to you and it was great to hear what you guys are up to there and what you've planned for the future and all and i hope 2020 goes really well for you and your summer season starts without any covid interruptions that would be fantastic so good luck with that sir and i will speak to you in the near future Now, folks, if you're enjoying the show, the best way to support is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now, if you're not on Apple, don't worry, you can find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean and all other good podcast platforms. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show and a short synopsis of who the guest is for that week. You can also get involved on social media at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And please take screenshots, share the show, let anybody know that you feel could benefit from the podcast, maybe give them a bit of encouragement to get out on the trails, maybe dust off that old bike that's been lying in the shed for a number of years. Anybody you can think like that, just share the show and hopefully it will give them some stoke to get off the sofa and back on the saddle. So thanks so much for being here again, folks. And if you need any more information about Bike Glen Do, you can just go to the show notes. You'll find them at mtb-tribe.com, episode 152, and you will get quick and easy links to all John's stuff there and all the bike parks stuff and information on that page. 
So thanks for being here this week. And until next week, as always, get the bike out, hit the trails. But remember, stay MTB stoked. <laughs>